Yeah, I ended up painting for 22 hours in three days. Wow. <laughs> which was super intense. Ooh. I cleaned zero paintbrushes the whole time I was there. <laughs> like, I ended up coming home with a tub full of, like, just all of my, like, paint and paintbrushes just covered. Um, but it was a really, really cool experience. Hello and welcome to the TF Cast, your favorite arts and culture podcast. My name is Grum, and today is March 29th in the Solarium. And I'm your host, Jacob Bases. Today with us, we have Marcus Bean to introduce his art show coming up at the 410 Project called Mystic Wild. Is that correct, Marcus? Yes, it On is. The 19th of April. 21st. 21st of April. Perfect. <laughs> Marcus, the expert, you should introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about the show. Yeah. Uh, my name is Marcus Bean. I am a artist living and working in North Mankato. Um, I've lived down here for about five years. And during that time, disability gave me a whole bunch of time to sit in my house and make art. So I've taught myself a lot since then. Uh, been making art my whole life, but I've really been able to focus on it this last handful of years. And um, now I've got enough for a show. So I'm looking forward to uh, having my first solo show and um, putting all my stuff out there. I think it's going to be a really good time. Sure. Would, would you uh, tell us a little bit about kind of the early journey? Like you said, you've been an artist throughout your entire life, but you've kind of picked things up here recently more. What was your early art education like, or how did you pick it up? Yeah, um, my mom is a really creative person, and so she was constantly, like, pulling out puffy paints to do a pair of kids before school every year, and um, they always had me in front of art supplies of some sort, and um, I took some art classes in high school, kind of like my senior year. I just, like, filled up as much as I could with study halls and art. Um <laughs> And then besides that, it's always just kind of been a hobby um, until shortly before I turned 30, I panicked because I wasn't making art enough anymore. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and started making it more consistently then. And then again, in this last um, handful of years, I've really gotten to focus on it and um, I've been able to learn a lot and build a lot of my skills and and Cato has been the perfect place to do it and get involved in an art community that's so welcoming and um, accepting of diverse voices. And then also um, where there's not this like high bar where if you don't have an MFA, you know, mm. you're not going to yeah. get your stuff shown anywhere. Like yeah. Mankato is the exact opposite of that, which has been really, really cool. And you said uh, earlier uh, that this show is culmination of like a series that you kind of just keep adding to over time? Yeah, yeah. I've got a, um, a few different um, collections and series that are going to be kind of like all together in this show. Okay. Um, the Wild series is probably the most prominent. Um, it started last year with a piece called Wild Woman. Um, it was one of the first pieces that I really like kind of documented my progress on social media. A lot of it was painted down in Sibley Park. Um, and was kind of able to bring people that are supportive of my art along with it, which was really cool. Cool. Um, so started with that one. And then I also have um, Wilds Within, which is a piece um, 
that touches on like growing up, going on uh, hikes with my dad. And then also I lived in Alaska for a while when I was 18 and 19. And so it kind of tied that in. And then I'm currently working on a piece called Wild Moon. Um, that is going to be kind of like the, the focus piece of the show. It's uh, three feet by four feet. So it's a big one. <laughs> and uh, how would you describe uh, like uh the your work uh, both like in the mediums you like to use and like the overall feeling of yeah yeah so i'm a visionary artist which basically just means um taking like your visions and dreams and then trying to translate that into Mm -hmm. a way where people can get kind of that sense of um spirituality and appreciation for nature and where like that's kind of like the feeling that people walk away from my art with um, I've been studying a lot of people that do that art, which has been really cool. It's kind of where I got started on that path just mm-hmm. by, uh, you know, learning more about the art that I appreciated. And, uh, in that I typically use acrylic, but I also, uh, use a lot of watercolor. Cool. Um, and was trying different techniques and kind of feeling my way through with that. And, uh, Trying to welcome people into my inner world is really what this show's all about. Love it. So it's like kind of, is it like kind of like an abstract realist kind of thing where it's like real things, but kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Always done with like, kind of like a sense of like fantasy and like with the spiritual elements. I use a lot of like sacred geometry um, in Norse runes. I'm a Norse practitioner. So that comes into it a lot. Heck yeah. That's cool. I was about to ask to get like in a general description of what someone might encounter when they see your art, but I feel like you just answered that on your own <laughs> right there. Um. Definitely hippie vibes. Like overall, like the vibe is definitely like hippie vibes. Like I have people come up to me at like art fairs and stuff and be like, oh, like I can tell you're a hippie. Like I can tell that you <laughs> meditate. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't know how I would have gotten here if I, yeah. if I didn't. <laughs> Has that been a large part of the journey? Um, how much of the, the, the spiritual tie-in has been part of the, the art practice as well? Yeah, I think it's huge. Um, like I said, I like to go paint in Sibley when the weather is nice, which we are almost there, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that being out in nature and it kind of feeling like the interconnection of everything, but then also like that very human smallness we feel out in nature, mm-hmm. um, I think is a big part of what I try to portray in my art. And then also just like these like little moments of like, things that you might see out in nature and like isolating them so that it's just like this, like feeling like you would get, like if you were walking through the forest, taking pictures of stuff. I just Mm -hmm. did a series called forest floor. That's just a bunch of um, two and a half by three and a half and then four by six watercolor pieces, which is like mushrooms and crystals and snails and um, just a bunch of different uh, ferns and whatnot. And it just kind of like, I think I did it to anticipate that being able to be out in nature again, you yeah, know, yeah, and like yeah. having all that stuff come up here in spring. And then also um, my mobility has been getting better in, in recent history. So I am hopeful to get out there and get some camping in and some hiking in the summer. So 
Heck yeah. You got to meet my partner. You, she's a abstract realist mixed media artist. And what you're describing makes me picture her art for sure. So y'all got to meet. For sure. Meet. Yeah. And, we'll uh, have to. You said you were also going to be teaching a mandala class soon at 108? Yeah, yeah, that's on April 29th. And um, we're calling it like meditative mandalas with Marcus. Cool. Um, when I first had moved down to Mankato, I, at the time, like would have professed that I like couldn't draw. Um, and so I really focused on making mandalas because like you just have to figure out like certain patterns and then you can make all these different things and so I was able to use that as a way to not have to like think too hard mm. while I was making the art you know like I would just kind of like make a plan and then you just like really set into the meditation yeah. of art making um and that really helped me through a lot of my um disability worsening and whatnot and just really gave me like a grounding place Heck yeah! and then after that i started adding on like okay well maybe i could draw trees like maybe i could draw this like maybe i could paint that like mm. and it's kind of uh snowballed from there love it and is this your first time uh doing any teaching uh it's my first time in a professional setting mm. doing any art teaching. Uh, I grew up very involved with the Christian church. And so I did like a bunch of like um, kids activities and like teaching them um, crafts and stuff. And then I also volunteered at the Minnesota zoo as a teenager and uh, I was there a ton and ended up like helping like decide like what crafts they would have for kids to come do at Christmas time and mm. stuff like that. And kind of like running that room. So I've done more teaching with kids than I have with adults, but I'm really excited for this class. I ran my mom through it and she over Zoom and she had the time of her life. So love hopefully it. everyone else will have the same experience. Yeah, I've only done the thing where it's like a circle with all the teeth in it. And then there's different circles you put in it and like move the pen in a yes, circle. That's the only way. Yeah, yeah, that's the only way I've ever done that. Love so that those. really fun. You, uh, have, you mentioned that the uh, arts community has been like a really like a welcoming and good place to foster the arts. You also mentioned that you've had some issues with disability. Has Minnesota or this part of the state been like a place that's been able to take care of you well? Yeah, I would say that Mankato definitely has been. I'm from like the south suburbs of the Twin Cities. Um, and I was still working when I was up there. Um, and then I had like a big like traumatic life event that kind of shifted things and I just felt like I needed I needed to move. I just started dating my wife and so um as I was talking about what I was going to do, she's like, "You know what? Like I know you love to make art. Like I can't imagine a better place for you to be. Like things are different down here. Like there's a sense of community. Uh when I lived up in Alaska, I lived in a small town and really loved like that kind of like going to town and knowing everyone and yeah. I found that again in Mankato you know like if I go mm -hmm. down to old town like I'm gonna meet run into somebody that I know yeah or meet somebody that I know knows somebody that I know you know yeah, so yeah. it's a <laughs> uh, very small town well definitely not being a small town hmm. yeah I actually think that's where I encountered you for the first time was you were vending on the uh patio at the at the wine cafe. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I got that's like a, right. A bee, a yellow piece. Yes, I have yeah. That downstairs, so. I knew that you had bought something, but I can't remember what. I'm glad yeah. you have that piece, though. I love that one. Yeah, it reminded me of the mural above the 410 project. For sure, mm -hmm. for sure. I'm actually doing a bee series this summer, so I'm excited to get back to that theme. 
Well, I, I get also unreasonably excited about uh, the springtime, and I like to go out and take photos of all the little things happening. Uh, I, I think the small bits of life popping up. I'll are... have to talk to you about stealing some of your pictures. <laughs> for reference. You're more than welcome. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Yeah. Um, well, what kind of art do you have? Like, what, what else do you have coming up? Like, what can people expect to see in this show in particular when they, when they look on the walls? Is it going to be all paintings or? Yeah, it's going to be mostly um, watercolor and acrylic paintings. There's going to be um, some, like, alcohol ink marker drawings, too. Um, and uh, there's a few different, like, collections that I've done. My most recent collection that um, Wild Moon is kind of wrapping up is Me and the Moon collection. I started it back in October. And my Halloween collection kind of morphed, and then I just kept making moon art. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're doing a collection here. And so um, I've got a bunch of different moon-themed pieces. Over the holidays, I did, like, moon ornaments out of polymer clay. Um, and then I've got um, all these minis that kind of incorporate um, elements from a set that I did of um, moons with women's faces in them. So I did five sets of the moon phase and then they had like ferns and um, crystals and mushrooms and stuff coming out of them. And then I took those pieces and put them into the forest floor series. And then I've taken those and those are all going to be on the wild moon piece. Mm, cool. cool. And then additionally, I'm working on an Oracle deck with Esther Marcella Hoffman. Cool. And friend so of the show. Yeah, definitely. Um, she seems like a friend of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably people who don't even know it. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, by her side. <laughs> yeah it's very rare for her to not refer to someone as her friend. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we're going to have um, the six guides that are um, going to be like kind of the six um, anchor cards for our deck representing sure. the different aspects. So we're going to have my art and then her writings for those six cool. cards up. What so. are the six guides? I'm unfamiliar. Yeah, they are. Um, so our deck is divided into like directionally, but then also each direction has an element associated with it. So um, the first one is East. Um, so it's associated with like air in the morning and the guide is an ancient one. So it's this uh, like ancestor kind of like hovering in the air over the scene. Um, and the idea is that these guides are giving the Wanderer, which is the name of our deck, the Wanderer's Oracle. So they're kind of like coming down and like imparting this wisdom um, to the Wanderer as they go through these various scenes. And then um, with fire, the direction is south, and it's going to be an eternal child. It's like this kid that has a bucket where he's collecting rocks to make a fire pit. Um, and then for west, the element is water, and there's going to be a mermaid kind of like set in like a North Shore sort of like waterfall scene. And then... Sorry, I didn't bring that particular notebook with me today. Um, no worries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, north will be um, 
Gaia. So kind of um, Mother Gaia, but in human form. Hmm. She's going to be wearing like a necklace of the earth that someone made. And just like, please just punch that we like love her so much that we make little trinkets and (laughs) offer them to her. And then the last two directions that we did were above and below. And so with above, the element is kind of ethereal. So it'll be a star being kind of just like up in the cosmos. And below will be the hermit, which um, is going to be a blind old man with a walking stick, kind of like leading the wanderer through like the final phase of the deck, which will be like to go like in through this like um cave where there's like potatoes like growing in the ceiling and like um, there's a bear like sleeping off in the corner and then at the very end it kind of comes through back to the dawn of the beginning of the deck and what what is exactly is an oracle deck is it similar to like a tarot deck or yeah yeah it's similar um and it's just a little more open to Mm. whoever's reading it and whoever's creating it um as far as you know like the cards could have had any meaning. So when we really like mm. got this idea, we were driving, I think, and just started like coming up with like, oh, we could do this. Like we have to do the directions. Like that we have to do. Like, oh, but then the elements. Like, okay, but what if we worked it out this way? Mm. And um, so each of the suits will have eight cards that will have um like plants and the landscape and animals and a tool. Um, and then kind of like a card that's like between one suit and the next um, for each. So cool. really looking forward to it. Yeah, that's sweet. A little bit earlier, you had mentioned that you're a Norse practitioner. Is that where some of the imagery that you, I mean, you had some pretty specific scenes you described. Is that where some of this imagery comes from? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, probably like the most concrete example of that would be the star being or the ancient one. Um, just... That theory that, you know, all of our ancestors are influencing us day to day, or mm. they could. Mm. Um, you know, they're not just out there like poking your buttons, I don't think, uh, if you're not looking for it. But, uh, you know, I definitely believe that um, people that I've loved in the past and people that are just in my lineage in general are influencing my spiritual practice and kind of, um, I've gotten back to Norse practitioner to be a Norse practitioner because I wanted to connect with a spirituality that wasn't um, torn away from other cultures or mod podge mm. together or whatnot. Mm. Um, and I'm like 75% Swedish on my mom's side and a little bit more than that Norwegian on my dad's. So it works out, you know, really well that that's, you know, had a, uh, colonials and not been a thing that that's what i probably would have been uh practicing back mm. then cool yeah i've never i've never met anyone who's been able to tell me about like the basic things because i don't think i've ever met another more norse practitioner it's very interesting very cool yeah um i really like it for me the focus is like i definitely like the mythology and all of that and do get into that but for me it's just really that reverence for the earth and um Trying to be a part of it more than using it. Yeah. You know, it's a little hard to do uh, in modern modern society and whatnot. But um, definitely in my life, I've had a lot of times where going out into nature has been the thing that's kind of held me, held me together. 
Yeah, I, I really kind of resonate with that feeling where like nature is something like it, it's odd how nature sometimes seems like something you visit, but I mean, it is obviously like we're on top of it, you yeah, know, choking absolutely. it out to some degree. And like the idea that you go to a park to experience it when it's experiencing us is a little bit jarring when you start to think back on it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's why I'm always going to have nature be such a focus in my artwork is because I think that nature is kind of like the great unifier. Like even if it's a tiny apartment window, like in some way we can all experience some form of nature, even if it's just like there, you know? And so I think that it's one of the most accessible kind of like themes to use in art because everybody's like had a moment where they stop and look at a tree or at least I think everybody has maybe mm. it's not I've spent a lot of time stopping and looking at trees but uh I think you know everybody could and so it's a great way to kind of incorporate those spiritual themes and be like hey guys like pay attention to how that tree makes you feel like that's that's a bit of life that I think we all need a little bit more of mm. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's cool to hear, uh, like what, what's behind the imagery because I think a lot of times people hear like the term like spirituality and then they, it, like the, it's so broad that oh, it's, it's hard to understand. Um, do you have any feelings on that? Yeah, I definitely do, and I think that a lot of times spirituality is so prepackaged, you mm -hmm. know, and like everyone grows up with a certain perspective on it you know and then you know a lot of times like in our 20s or whatever like we like venture out to find our own and when you're just like kind of ingenue and like seeking you get a lot of things that people are trying to sell you or like paths mm -hmm. that people are trying to lead you down and I think that bucking that and kind of being like okay well what's important to me like what's inherently important to me what are the things that make me feel alive on a day-to-day -day? and like that's for me where I try to sp focus my spirituality is like okay like this is what's already important to me and there's a reason that it's important mm. and so I try to celebrate that with my art and then just in my day-to-day -day. Cool. okay uh, how did you end up being um, showing at the 410 Project or getting involved with uh, the gallery in general? Yeah, yeah. Um, my wife has lived in Mankato since, sorry, babe, like 2001, I think. Um, maybe a little bit longer than that. And so she's um, known Dana for a long time and then also just, you know, known and been able to kind of see like 410 um really just have this treasured place in the art community. And in 2019, they put a call out for trans, non-binary, and female artists to apply to do a piece directly onto the gallery wall. So they had a mural show, and there's 15 of us that went in and made art directly on the walls. And it was such a cool experience. I spent, like, two weeks beforehand, like, outside on a piece of plywood in my yard, at like six o'clock in the morning because it was so hot during the day. It was August. So like I would get up super early so I could get as many hours in before it got too hot, like practicing because I was so worried. I've got um, back problems and then just mobility problems in general. So to like 
plan to like make a mural in like three days on a gallery wall, I was like, I, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to. Like, I have to. And um, yeah, I ended up painting for 22 hours in three days. Wow. <laughs> Which was super intense. Ooh. I cleaned zero paintbrushes the whole time I was there. <laughs> like, I ended up coming home with a tub full of like just all of my like paint and paintbrushes just covered. Um, but it was a really, really cool experience. And um, since then, I try to support them as much as I can. And I knew that this year I wanted to have my first solo show. I was like, all right, we've got to rip the bandaid off. Got to just go for it. Like, I'm never going to, like, have this show that I feel like has just laid itself out in front of me. Like, that's not how, how it works. <laughs> you know, you make the art and then you bring it um, to show where you are now. You know, I think there's a lot of strive for perfectionism in art. And I definitely um, feel the pressure to to get things perfect. But that's not what people love about art. People love seeing the artist. People love seeing feelings that they can identify with. And so we're doing it now. And I think it's going to be really magical. Cool. Yeah. Um... That that wraps up my bit about the 410 project. Um, Any questions, Willis? Willis is here, yeah. if you didn't know. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> um, I'm not getting ready for your first solo show. I think that's like a a moment that any artist kind of thinks about and probably has some anxiety about. Um, but like, what, what's been the process like for you, both in getting ready and the challenges you experience, kind of like trying to, to prepare yourself and your artwork for... Uh, for this new way of being? Yeah, for me, probably the thing that comes least naturally to me is the nuts and bolts. Be like, I have this many pieces and they're all matted and framed the same way. Hmm. We're close to the same way. We're not quite through that process yet. Hmm. But, um, and, you know, like, kind of like getting things down so that it runs smoothly when it's time for me to put my stuff up. Um, the other real challenge is just I keep having ideas and I'm like, oh, I should paint that jacket and put that in the show. And I'm like, oh, okay, we've got a couple of weeks here. <laughs> like, why don't we finish this giant piece that you just started a few weeks ago first? Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned a piece specifically a little earlier. Um, there was like a, a big piece. You said it was like four feet wide or something. Yeah, like it's four feet What's tall and like? three feet wide. It's called Wild Moon. That's the one I just started like a week yeah. and a half ago. Okay. And um, I'd had it on the docket and like kind of like reserved this time to be working on it. But I didn't plan for it to be this big um, as the type of artist and just the type of brain that I have. I am really bad at math. And Michaels was having a sale on canvases. And I was like, oh, I wanted to get a piece because I'm going to be starting a piece during um, my opening. I'm going to have a blank canvas for people to write um, when a time that their heart felt wild was. So I want to have people write that during the opening. And then I'm going to make a piece called Wild Heart. And so I was like, oh, I'll get a, a bigger than my normal biggish size canvases to do that on. And I thought I was just going up like 10 inches, both dimensions, and it's like twice as big as I thought it was going to be. So I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I haven't started Wild Moon yet. I have this giant canvas. Like this would be great to have it be like kind of the focus and it really wraps up um, this Me and the Moon series that I've been doing too. So I think it'll be 
it'll be a perfect addition. Awesome. Cool. What, what is your planning process like for, I mean, you, you've kind of mentioned that you have like a, some kind of foresight going into these things. Like what in your, in your mind's eye, what are you seeing in these paintings? And do you have a whole queue of things that are yeah, towards us? Yeah, it's kind of a conglomeration of like a, like Google Docs that I just add like ideas to, like maybe someday I should do like custom Sasquatch portraits or like, <laughs> you know, whatever the ideas are that I come up with. And then usually it's in my sketchbook that I kind of like, okay, I keep making moons. I just, I found myself where I was like, okay, I made a bunch of moons in my Halloween collection. And then I just started another piece with the moon. And then I just play under these moon ornaments. I'm like, okay. And then for this collection, I actually did like, okay, I want to do some minis. I want to do this many um, watercolor pieces. And like, I kind of sketched them all out really roughly um, at the same time. Um, and so this collection is definitely much more organized, whereas the Wild series is just sort of like, I know that like, um, untamed nature is always going to be something that I want to make art about. So it's just kind of like a recurring thing that I add to as I go. Um, but it's been really cool to kind of like grind myself in a little bit and plan things and then be like, okay, well, what are the elements I'm going to use? Like, let's have some of that the same. Let's have kind of the color themes the same. Um, and it was good timing to do it too, because it's definitely gonna going to look really cohesive for the show. Uh, and what would you want to leave people with who might uh, be interested in coming to your show? What would you want to let them know about it before before they arrive? Yeah. Um, the whole goal of the show, my hope for the show, is that viewers will find a soft, still place within themselves and then be able to find a deeper appreciation for the divine interconnection, you know, between people, between us and nature, um, between spirituality and nature and us. Um, and it's really inspired by my own moments of that, like nature inspired, like transcendence where you just kind of like feel like, okay, yeah, like I'm just sitting in Sibley painting or whatever it is. But, like, this is an important moment. Like, this is the sort of moment that really matters to me. Um, and so I kind of want to encapsulate that and inspire people to find more of that for themselves. Cool. Nice. Beautiful. Any uh, final plugs or places you want to send people, things we didn't get to? Maybe that cut out a little. Uh, any, any plugs for... Uh, Things you want to share, places you want to send people, or uh, anything we didn't get to. Sorry, any plugs for like other? Yeah, just anything you want to yeah. share. Yeah, Instagram. Sure. One thing that I'm shows. excited about right now is the Mankato Art Crawl. It's coming up oh. on April 15th, and it is um, it's kind of all of the art supporting businesses, and then art stores in Mankato are going to have, we're going to have like um, a card that people like bring into each place and get mm -hmm. like signed. Um, and then we'll have prizes for people that go to like the most places or um, like a raffle for like, if you've participated in certain things and there's 
so many local places that are going to be participating, which is really cool. The best place to find hmm. info on it is on the Facebook page. Um, but a bunch of places are having live local music or artists doing demonstrations mm-hmm. or artists that are just going to be live painting or um, really whatever their craft is. I know yeah. there's some other artisans that are going to be doing their thing at local places, which yeah. is super cool. exciting. My partner and I will be playing outside of 108 and then we she'll also be selling her art. So we're excited so- for that, too. Super cool. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to be at the Enchanted Muse. We're oh, cool. just going to have it open for people to come hang out and work on whatever they're working on. Cool. So Rich. I'm going to... We're going to have to come check that out after I set. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, so uh, how about we do... Can Where can people find you if they want to buy your art or if they want to social media plugs or... Yeah, yeah. That? Social media is the best place for both. Um, Instagram is at Marcana Art, which is M-A-R-K-A-N-A-A-R-T. And then on Facebook, it is Marcana Art by Marcus Bean. And uh, right now I'm doing sales through DMs, but I'm definitely working on uh, getting a website up. It's a lot of back end. <laughs> yeah, we're putting together a website too, and it's a doozy. Well, um, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. We look me. forward to the, the opening. Thank we'll you. be there. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Man, I can't say that one. <laughs> congratulations on your first show. It's very yeah. cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank I'm you. really stoked. All right. And we're clear.